0: Welcome to the IEEE Digital Reality Podcast Series, an IEEE Future Directions digital studio production. In this podcast, we sat down with Bill Tonti, Senior Director, IEEE Future Directions at the recently concluded Augmented World Expo in Silicon Valley. Bill shared his views on the relationship between spatial or three-dimensional computing and the advancement of digital reality technologies that enable new use cases for autonomous vehicles, remotely monitored medical home care, as well as retail and wearable applications. Um, I, I heard today a couple of uh, concepts that are very interesting. One of them that's being uh, viewed as the uh, overarching ability for digital reality and the XR, MR, VR space to take off is what they're calling, or what is being called spatial computing. So computing in, uh, in three dimensions. Because that's the way we live, and that's the way we talk, and it has an application space that goes beyond what uh, what we're doing today and what we would call the flatware or the two D space. So imagine if we had a spatial computing mechanism in our vehicles that was both power efficient and uh, very low latent uh, ability to communicate. So it had five G enablement. It had uh, the ability to transfer very high resolution video data, for example, 8K video data, and it was very low power. And imagine our vehicle is this 3D imaging machine that can look at our surroundings and make decisions in a, in a fraction of a second, and probably in fractions of milliseconds, because that's the kind of response time you need in the vehicle to overcome the human response time. So imagine 30 years from now, our roadways are are very crowded today in the United States. Imagine 30 years from now they're probably even worse. But along came this spatial computing mechanism with the digital reality adders on top. And now we're able to pack our cars at uh, maybe two or three feet between each other because they can make these spatial decisions much, much quicker than a human in terms of uh, a vehicle that's in an autonomous mode. So imagine that's the that's the use case 30 years from now, and we've just essentially created roadways that can handle 80 to 90 percent more traffic at a safe, at a safe uh, enablement because of this, this new technology. And I think there's certainly compelling use cases in the medical industry. Uh, if I take my parents that are aging right now, and um, they're at the point where they really should be under full-time supervision, but they want their independence imagine if they had devices some digital reality devices that were real time connected to their you know end users who could monitor exactly what's going on in the house you know did did my parents fall did they get up are they okay are they walking at the same gait before they fell are they bleeding imagine if they had those sensors in there you know they could probably live at home much longer than they could today and enjoy a quality of life that they would like to Enable, so imagine if we had those communication capabilities and there was this digital reality component uh, this xR capability that was able to analyze that data and process it and send it back to a, a third party, our medical team who might be able to uh, assess what's going on I think that's you know that's something to think about because people are living a lot longer now, and they would really like to be able to live at home and not be. Taken out of their environments, I think this is a, this is something to, uh, to to think about. I've seen some of that today in some of the sessions, where people were talking about, you know, how to enable um, technicians to do some of the work that, for example, you might have a, a a medical staff do, and if you had the ability of the the processing to handle this where those decisions were made at the technician label, but also cost the cost factor would go way down. So insurance companies would probably be very interested in, in this new business model. Now, imagine all of this was on a secure channel, and for argument's sake, imagine it was in blockchain. Blockchain could handle the uh, secure communications between all these devices and ensure that there's no hacking going on and no false uh, activities. For example, if somebody hacked into one of these things, and somebody did take a fall or had a heart attack, imagine if those communications were blocked because that person wanted to go in and do some you know, unscrupulous things in that particular neighborhood or that house. This would be blocked by the, uh, by the block. This would not be allowed through blockchain. So one of the things we have to look at uh, in terms of the use cases are the ethics of what we're doing. So everything, everything that we do, we have to look at it and say, you know, is this an ethical situation or is this a non-ethical situation? and and i think those will those will come out uh, as as the technology evolves let's think about you know well, how will industry use this and what's going on now in the hype cycle and also in many industries is how do we enable what's called industry 4.0 industry 4.0 is looking at a broad spectrum of technology it's internet of things it's digital reality which includes ar vr ai and ml and if i tell you what those terms are – it's artificial intelligence, virtual reality, mixed reality, extended reality, and machine learning. Uh, Industry 4.0 wants to use that technology to enable a much faster and more productive and more reliable production line for end-use products. I think that is uh, one of the game-changers that's going to uh, actually take place in the next decade, and it's going to require a retrained workforce to be able to handle working in an industry 4.0 environment. So we're gonna find our workforce is gonna be much more skilled and much more proficient at working together in the area of, of technology enablement and use. In retail, the one area that has perked my interest is what's going on in the, uh, the retail industry in terms of the clothes we wear and the sensors and the enablement that's, that's in those clothes. The first glimpse I had of that was in the, uh, the last, the previous Olympics. Um, where some of the uh, some of the countries had put uh, these high tech enablements in in their clothes so they could monitor the athletes and find out whether or not um, they were having difficulties as they were performing their their duty, which at the time was in an event but it uh, it gave you a heads up on whether or not they were headed towards perhaps some medical emergency that needed to be taken care of so I think that is a very very interesting space that will uh, become more prevalent as as we move forward in time. So the clothing industry, the garment industry, is going to be able to integrate many of the technologies that we're talking about uh, in, in, their, in their everyday wear. And the user will know everything that's going on, but it will not uh, encumber them in any way. So the Digital Reality Initiative is, is an open initiative. It's open to IEEE members and non-members. Everybody's welcome to become involved uh, we have a, a, website, a website with uh, the various projects that are currently being uh, looked at. And if anybody would like to get involved in those, I would recommend that they send uh, an email or join the community and get involved with that initiative and the project that is dear to their heart, or suggest a new one if they have another area that they think we should be investigating. Thank you for listening to our podcast with Bill Taunty. Discover more about the IEEE Digital Reality Initiative by visiting our web portal at digitalreality.ieee.org.